2: fans out there thanks so much for tuning into movie addict headquarters you don't have to be a movie addict to visit here but if you are one it's definitely the place for you i'm your host betty joe tucker speaking to you during the third week of june 2011 we have an exciting show for you today folks because we have two very important guests we have Rashad Ernesto Green, a new independent filmmaker whose debut feature movie, Gun Hill Road, is gaining widespread acclaim and will be released later this summer. And we also have with us that great actor, Esai Morales, who I first saw in La Bamba and who fascinated me all over again in Caprica. And he plays one of the key roles in Rashad's film. And you know, folks, I'm fortunate to have already seen this gritty, heart-wrenching drama, because one of its other stars, Judy Reyes, if you'll remember, visited us a few weeks ago to talk about her role in the film. So... Many of our listeners are already looking forward to seeing Gun Hill Road and to hearing more about it today. But before bringing um, the writer-director, Rashad, on, I want everyone to know that he received a Spike Lee Fellowship in 2009 and was named one of IndieWire's 10 exciting new voices in black cinema, as well as one of Filmmaker Magazine's 25 New Faces of Independent Film. So, because Rashad is the director and writer of the film, I'm going to bring him on first. Congratulations, Rashad, and welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters.
3: Hi, thank you so much, Betty Jo.
2: Well, we're very happy that you could join us today, and of course, uh, I'm I'm just. Uh, So excited, because I wasn't expecting Esai. This is kind of a surprise to us. Uh, So pardon me for being so nervous today, but I've been such a big fan of his. So, Esai, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Big Joe. And we have lots of questions for both of you. But first, let's find out if our producer, Danny Dyer, is ready to help with the show. Uh, Danny, is everything working in our chat room? Well, I, she must be working very hard in the chat room. Let me see if I can get her again, because we do want to have the chat room working. Danny, are you on? Well, while she's getting back to the show, um, she must be multi- multitasking, Um She'll be back in in just a few minutes, and she'll let us know how how listeners can participate in the chat. I do want to thank the folks who are taking part in the chat, as well as our other listeners. And Rashad, I wanted to let you know how impressed I am with Gun Hill Road. In fact, I wrote a rave review of it, and I meant every word. Now, it's not the easiest film to watch sometimes, but it's a very, very important one. So I was wondering if you could begin by um, telling us where the idea for Gun Hill Road came from.
1: Absolutely. Uh, first, I would just want to say, you know, I've
3: also been a very big fan of Isai Morales for a long, long time. I don't know if I ever told you that E that uh, since La Bamba, um, you know, you've been my childhood hero. And I just had Yay. to have you in this film. So thank you so much for being with us today. Um so and uh, yeah. Thank yeah, shot. I,
4: I, I didn't know the check must have cleared. I guess, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> my too. <laughs> well, I'm, um, I'm
4: a the, new um, fan of yours, so uh, feelings mutual.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you, brother. So, um, so the idea of Gun Hill Road, it came about. Um, it was actually inspired by my own family. Um, and I um. I kind of watched uh, a family member of mine who who went through something very similar as East Side's character in the story, um, watched his family deteriorate over the course of a few years because of his inability to accept his child's sexual transition, but at the same time, loving his child so much and not really knowing what to do, faulting himself um, and and really, really just torn. Um, And... you know, watching from the outside, I felt like as an artist, I, I I could make a piece of art that didn't necessarily give them all of the answers, but offered them something that, you know, at least directed them towards a, a resolution of sorts. If not to accept each other completely, at least understand one another enough to, um, enough to love each other
2: and yeah, not hurt each other. And not hurt each other exactly. As as Judy um, Reyes said when she was on the show, that it's it's uh, it, it sort of uh, says that people need time to come around, you know. And and family is is so important, and, and uh, they need time to come around. I thought that was really um, a good statement about the film. But um, Isai, you play probably one of the most difficult roles in the film, and I, in my review. I said that you brought high voltage intensity to the role of uh, Enrique. Tell us a little bit about this this character that you play in in Rashad's film.
4: Well, it's funny you should say high voltage because um, Rashad kind of had to, you know, keep a lid on me to make sure it wasn't, you know, overdone in a sense. Because I, when I approach a character, you know, uh, from my old days in, in high school in performing arts, my our teachers always told us bring more. You can always tone it down, but if you don't bring enough, it's kind of hard to, you know, tone it up. Uh, right. So I was ready to go, you know, all out, and yet he, Rashad, really was very wise in making sure that I, I kept it true to heart and not melodramatic. You know, we actors, you know, we we really want to take it there. We want to deliver, yet the, wisely he sh- he chose to layer this performance and all of our performances in a way like he said where it doesn't give it all away but it it lets you kind of experience it you're there watching something and what i loved about this character is that he's not a clear-cut bad guy or good guy he's just a human being with a lot of both of those qualities and uh you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions and i think that's part Mm -hmm. of what motivated my character my character wants to fix his son, which he views as a, you know, a contradiction to God's perfection, law of perfection. If God is perfect, how could this have happened? So that was a challenge for me to play him, true to life, yet not, um, you know, not either overly sympathetic or overly uh, hateful. You know, it, it's. I, I got to say, it was one of my favorite experiences. It was a homecoming for me as well because. I'm from the Bronx. I grew up in the Bronx. I'm Brooklyn-born, Bronx-bred. And uh, Rashad is also a product of the Bronx. Judy and Harmony Santana, who gives an amazing uh, debut performance. We're all Bronx people, and ironically enough, I happen to have Puerto Rican background. Judy is Dominican, and Harmony is Puerto Rican and Dominican, which is – it, it seems like everything fell in place. Uh, this, is a, this is a movie, I believe now, Especially after watching it on the big screen, mind you, even it's even better and more impactful. That's that needs needed to be made and needs to be watched, especially by the people very much like my character.
2: Well, yes, I I agree with you, and I I saw it on the small. Screen. Um, I, I felt very fortunate to get a, a screener, but I can see that uh, seeing it on the on the big screen would certainly be better. As is true with most <laughs> with most films, everybody in this film, uh, Rashad gave wonderful performances. I mean, I, I called them fearless performances, and of course they're they're all uh, wonderful actors, but. The director deserves some credit in this. What did you do, or did you do anything special with each of these uh, actors to get this, these uh, terrific performances from them?
3: No, I just, I just, uh, you know, prevented them from eating and scared them a lot. Oh.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that works. Whatever works. He,
4: he threatened me for a first-time director. He said, "You'll never work in the future again," and I, I, I stepped in line. <laughs> I think I got I to gotta jump in here. I think he's being modest. I think Rashad wisely uh, carved out a few weeks of rehearsal for us so that we could feel comfortable in, in our skins, in the characters, so that we wouldn't just be discovering the dynamics on the day and then figuring out how to shoot it. Rashad um, also practically, uh, you know, babied uh, Harmony. I mean, uh, there was a time where I was like, come on, Rashad. But, you know, Harmony's not that sensitive, but Rashad was very, very, very sensitive and very considerate of Harmony's conditions, you know, uh, regarding how she wanted to be, you know, referred to, um, any joviality. I'm a very jovial person because I play a lot of intense characters, and to kind of get people off the eggshells, I become the first fool, you know, and invite everyone else to join. And in this case, uh, Rashad would look at me a couple of times when I would say a couple of things that just kind of poking, you know, poking the skin a little bit, just to see what uh, what harmony was made of. He would look at me like with really wide open eyes, open going, "Mm -hmm, "Don't, don't go there." And I'd have to tone back a little, but it was an amazing experience that uh, I have to say um, we all learned from. I mean, I, I saw Rashad learn. On the set, I saw him. I saw him struggle um, and try to figure out exactly what the tone should be, and it was wonderful. It's, a, I have to say, Rashad really, you know, took personal care of everybody's concerns on the show. Well, so. I
2: think that's what directors directors should do, and I think some of them uh, forget that. But this um, find of Harmony Santana. Um, what a revelatory performance! Where did you where did you find uh, harmony, Rashad?
3: I, um, you know, there's there's something to be said for just not not ever settling. Um, and I knew pretty early on that I um, that I did not want to settle on that character because it would have been make or break for the film. And mm-hmm. uh, I needed to find the genuine article. I wasn't going to find that. uh, an actor who wasn't going through that experience or who had, you know, no, you know, who had no history with, with, with these uh, issues uh, to all of a sudden turn out a performance like that. I needed the real deal. Uh, So I went on the the streets of New York um, looking for, for non-actors, people who had never acted before, but people who had gone through the experience of the character. Um, And I was, I was in 18 and overnight clubs. I was in, dance workshops, I was at the pier, Christopher Street, in bars. I was everywhere for a good two months and, you know, a lot of teenagers in New York they get excited right away uh when you say movie, but they don't show up or they do and they, you know, they're they're just not dedicated. I found Harmony at a Queen's Pride parade, um, working at an AIDS prevention booth. Um and I went up to her and at the time she uh, didn't appear to be a she. Uh, her name wasn't Harmony yet. Um, you know, looked like what what I thought to be a, a young Latino boy. And um, I, you know, but I was I was passing out flyers and basically going up to anybody I thought was you know a gay youth and asking them if they knew anyone that fit the description of this character. Um, and she did. Um, she stood up and said that she wanted to audition for the film. And she was half Puerto Rican, half Dominican, as I had mentioned. And that she was at the beginning of her transition, and it was like, you know, kind of just like, you know, I, I, I wasn't, you know, I, w- I was very excited at first, but, you know, she still had to come in and prove herself, um, and she did that. She came in, she was on time, she, she you know, she gave a, a, an audition that had enough of a foundation there that I knew that I could build upon, and then so, you know, I asked her to come back dressed as a girl. She did. She was beautiful. Um, and she, um, and, and then I said, you know, you got the role. You got the role. Now let's work you. And I put her through a pretty, you know, intensive six-week acting workshop to kind of get her chops up. Um, uh, so when the, the so when the film cameras were rolling, uh, she wasn't nervous or or, or tight anymore. And um, you know, she once once the cameras were rolling, you know, I was I was nervous there for a second. I I, I have to admit. But once those cameras were rolling, she was right up there with Esai with and Judy. And it was great to have the combination of the expertise and experience that Isai and Judy were able to bring and the, the, uh, the innocence and the, um, you know, just the, the, the first-timeness of, of, of harmony. Having never acted before, the, the fact that she was basically acting from her own center – she wasn't putting on any character; she was being herself. It kind of balanced everybody out, and um, and um, really tempered the performances that way. I thought I thought it was a great great synergy that they they wound up
1: finding on set.
2: Well, that was uh, quite a performance, and uh, I think you were wise to get somebody like Harmony who uh, was going through some of the same issues as your your uh, character in the movie was going through, and talk about the uh struggles that this family uh, were were going through i mean um estrangement here you have uh you saw your character Enrique uh just coming out of what prison for what you've been away for about three years, so you've got and the and uh, you and uh, Judy's character are not really getting along all that well and then you have the transgender chain and then all of the environmental pressures and all yep. of that coming together in this uh in this drama uh there was just so much going on and and i was wondering rashad um what uh do you think is the most important theme in in the in the movie or the most important mesh, message in in Gun hill road
3: and I, I i mean i i would say that love love and family um are, are are the most if you had to take away one thing i would say that love and family before your own before your own hang ups is is, is it's important to put love and family first before before anything because if you do that you'll be able to work through anything.
2: I got that. I definitely got that from from the from the movie. And I was wondering, niece, what what was the most difficult scene for you to do in this film?
4: Wow. Um oddly enough, not to think about. It. Let me ask Rashad, what was the most difficult scene for you to shoot me in? I mean <laughs>
2: Well, that was my next question. Uh, okay, <laughs> I nice well, no, I'll,
4: I'll tell you this much. When you're working on a on low budget film and it's you know, half guerrilla filmmaking, half, you know, sc- you know, union waiver favor, um, you don't have a lot of luxuries. You just don't, you know, we we. I don't know if I could admit this because I'm on the board of SAG, but we really didn't have, like, you know, dressing rooms. I mean, it was a, it was like a, a homemade production. We literally took over a neighbor's apartment that was uh, next to the one we were shooting and gave them some money, and they were, like, thrilled to have us changing in their house. Um, the The hardest, I think, scene is the one near the end where, you know, when you're watching this, it all takes place, you know, in a sequential order. But when you're shooting it, it's uh, it's it's pretty hard to, to find out what exactly is going to stay in the film and where the emotional current is. So when I wake up realizing what I've done, you know, the gravity of my ways, and I have to find out, and I have to go back and see if I could, you know, remedy it, that. I had that scene in, in, I don't want to give away too much, the climactic scene in the uh in the apartment where I try to get my son back. When I wake up to find out, you know, what's going on, that, the the, the combination of the sequence before where I, I can't find him or where I just don't know what the hell's going on and I, I, I cry, we had maybe a few seconds of light left. I mean, it was just very, very do-or-die. And, you know, when you don't have the usual dressing room situation and privacy where you can meditate and concentrate on, on that moment, it was like literally calling, you know, the angels to help you, and the pain just came through me. And I thought about just possibly every loser moment in my life, and I channeled it because that's how he felt at the time. He just felt completely done and and just I mean it was just the, the combination the the of feelings of what? how how do I what have I done to my son, to my baby? What have I done? Mm-hmm. And what have I done to get to that point? I mean it's just the realization that that he cannot change his stripes was uh, was pretty intense and maybe one or two takes. And that I think wow. was, it was wow. tough to I wasn't sure if if they got it on camera and you know, when you work with directors, especially young directors, they'll tell you everything's great, and you go and see the final product, and you know what, maybe it is for them, but I'm used to a different level. And in this case, you know, I just trusted Rashad and and, uh, and, and Mr. Patterson, our director of photography. Daniel Patterson who was wonderful, and the look on their faces said, I can walk away now.
2: Uh, it was it was so well so well done. I I think that some of our technical difficulties have been solved. I hope so. And I think maybe Danny can come in and tell us a little bit about what's happening in the chat. Any comments or questions? Are you there, Danny?
4: Maybe not. I think that was retired. <laughs> I guess
2: not. I'm so I think Danny's not there yet. Yeah. What were you saying I know there's going to be a lot of questions. And I, this is the first time we've had this this trouble, so I, I really apologize. And I think some people are calling in, and we we're uh, not able to uh, to bring them through onto the show. I'm just glad that that uh, Rashad and I were able to make it through. So I apologize for that. But well, so going think, back uh, to going back Betty to Joe, Cotty I Hill think room. Rashad
4: was trying to say something after that. I don't know if he's.
2: Yes, I, that's just what I I was going to mention is that I uh, interrupted you, Rashad. So please complete your your thought there.
3: Oh no, it's okay. Um, you know, because we'll we'll come back and we'll answer all the questions that you want. So no problem on that. Um, but um, as far as Issa, you know, I just want I wanted to just piggyback and just um, you know and just tell you how how much of a professional uh, this man is, you know, and, and how much love and respect I have for. Um, have for you, man, because you know, a lot of actors would not have been able to do what you did with this film. But when I was casting, when I was writing the material, I wrote it with you in mind. Um, you wow. know, this is this is a guy who this is a guy who who turned in some of the greatest performances of the 20th century in the last 20 years, and then there was a you know a, basically a hiatus, and, and you know, nothing to do with you, you know, you, Isai, but. You know, as far as like Latino writers and directors, we were not putting out the types of material out there to keep you up there and in the map. And it's like you, 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 you deserve more than that. You have not been given your due out here. You have not been given a role in in in, a, in many years that you can straight up chew and chew and chew and put your chops into. And I wanted to do that for you. And even though we were low budget. And and we didn't have those dressing rooms. My man, he came on, you know, he came on to set and he would just do a couple of jumps and say, okay, I'm ready. And he would give a performance that you just, you just have to stand back and go, my God, you know, this, this was this was meant for him. And, and Here, here, I agree. Out the, you have to come check him out in this film if you guys are listening oh, because uh, he'll absolutely. break your heart.
4: Listen, and, and, my my mother couldn't have said it better. Honestly, is she there behind you, Rashad? Is she right there? <laughs> <laughs> my mother got a gun to your back. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's no, the thing right. it, ever said.
2: It was impressive. It was really, really impressive. And but you but you have been uh, been turning in wonderful performances, isai Over seventy acting credits, I think, listed on uh, IMDb. And I I was just looking at these all these television. Uh, roles that you had in in so many of my favorite TV shows: uh, Twenty Four, mm-hmm. Burn Notice, Miami Vice, Jericho. For gosh sakes,
4: <laughs> that was a wonderful experience.
2: Great one, um, think, I think Miami what, what Vice. I
4: can, uh, you know, wow. just, uh, agree with Rashad and is that we? I've tried to work and stay alive and stay relevant. I'm not an anointed one. I'm not. I don't have the biggest agents and managers behind me. My every move. I mean, I've got great people, but It's not like I'm sitting on top of the pyramid in Hollywood and and get access to all the great roles and things that I think I could do. But this role was a gift. And when someone writes something for you with you in mind, you know, it's an honor. Unfortunately, most of the time, if they're a young filmmaker or not, it's not up to the level where you feel like you can, you know, hang your your career hat on. But I read this script, and I was – I was shocked. I was floored. I was like, are you kidding me? This this is amazing. And it's it's just so wonderful because Rashad was a recipient of our foundation. Rashad is was, a, you know, not a product of it, but he was one of the people we wanted to help when we started the National Hispanic Foundation for the Arts, which is myself, Jimmy Smith, Felix Sanchez, uh, people in Washington, D.C., and uh Sonia Braga, uh, uh, I think, is involved. She's a wonderful actress from Brazil. Um, Kiss of the Spider Woman's, uh, God, I'm I'm blanking in my head right now. Sonia Sonia Braga. Sonia Sonia Braga. So we we have this foundation where we try to help out deserving young, you know, people who want to be in the industry, whether it's filmmaking or dance or production. And here was Rashad, a three-time recipient earner, uh, the scholarship uh, 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 beneficiary. And when he gave me this script, I, I told Felix, I said, this is why we we do this, because we not only offer a, a nominal scholarship, you know, but we offer connectivity. And if you're out there alone and you don't realize that you have access to people that are like you and want you to succeed, it's a very cold and cruel town. I mean, it's cold and cruel to people who have given their lives to it, you know, and Stars that were the favorite for one or two decades then find themselves in really really cold and hard times, and without without a lot of help. So this town is not easy when every every ten minutes there's a new fresh face ready to replace you and your replacement. So I, uh, I I'm grateful that Rashad took the time and and the, and, the, and the courage to to stick you know me in his mind as the character. I'm sure he could have maybe gone for somebody else you know with more uh, cue with more, you know, publicity or whatever, but frankly, this was a homecoming and a spiritual journey for me because I'm from the Bronx, but I left a lot of the Bronx when I came to California. And Rashad was right there, you know, keeping it real, letting me know that I wasn't convincing him quite yet. <laughs> Telling oh! Me- Yo, what's up with your swagger, dude? You need you need to get that Bronx swaggered. I mean, like <laughs> he was honest, and I I gotta respect him. You have to respect him for sticking to his guns and not being intimidated by the fact that he had admired me for so long. He had a vision that was bigger than all of us, and I think this movie can can really change hearts. And that's what that's what art is for. It's to grow your your consciousness and let you realize yeah. that you know things are a little better that we can love each other despite the differences in this movie. Exactly. I, I got to tell you, I went to Sundance. I watched it three times every time. I cried. I couldn't help it. I'm in it. I oh. feel like this I'm such a sucker. I mean, come on. But you can't help it. You cannot help to see in that ending the tragedy and the triumph. Exactly.
2: I felt the same way, and I I just uh, love what you what you just said about uh, uh, changing hearts. I I think that's that's a beautiful statement, and and the film I hope will do that. And you were mentioning about uh, uh, Rashad being uh, recipient of your uh, foundation. I that is really a, a great project to be involved in. But I I have to say that um, my co-host Jazz Shaw is. Very disappointed that he couldn't be here today. He is uh, doing, out doing a big political assignment that he couldn't get away from. But he did ask me to ask you, Rashad, um, why you decided to become a filmmaker.
3: Mm, very good question. Um, I was an actor first. I, oh. I fell in love uh, with acting when I was in college. I decided to pursue the craft um, and study my craft by going to grad school. I went to NYU Graduate Acting Program, uh, and I graduated in 2003. I spent about three years in the industry uh, before realizing and getting frustrated enough with um, with how little power that I had, um, where I was sort of the, at the beck and call of what other people thought I should be in as opposed to kind of, you know, just wanting to see great work up there. And instead of becoming... Uh, a, a bitter actor, or you know, getting mad that I was only going out for certain types of roles as a young, uh, uh, as a young uh, ethnic male. I decided to do something about it. Take the reins into my own hands. I went back to school. I went back to NYU Graduate Film Program. Gun Hill Road is my thesis film, and I graduated last month. And um,
2: congratulations.
3: In a nutshell, how I came to it.
2: Well, um, do you, I know that you, this is your debut feature film, but I understand that you have you won an HBO award for one of your uh, one of your short uh, films um, in their short film competition, and that was called Premature. Is that is that correct? And that was in two thousand eight. Yeah,
3: I've, I've had a couple films so far. Premature was one of them. Uh, I had another film called Choices that was in Sundance in 2009. Another film called Cuts that was uh, back on HBO in uh, 2009 as well. Um, Gun Hill Road is the first feature film, um, but I've done about um, I've done about seven shorts uh, as a result of you know being gra- uh, in grad school. Um, this is this is your 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 learning ground is directing short films, and they definitely you know they did well. They had traction. It enabled me to get enough attention in order to do the feature. So when the time came and I had the script ready, um, there was enough interest there that uh, the, the right doors opened up and, and that enabled me to actually make the feature film. Um, well, that was yeah, life. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I mean, I guess, and I guess it's because I, I guess I'm a little older. You know, I, I went through grad school already. Um, I was, I was ready. I was ready, you know, instead of making a thesis film that was another short film, I felt like I had definitely got my feet wet enough that I was able to, you know, go ahead and, and press forward and, and do it and do a bigger one. Uh, and, and I was lucky. I was lucky. And, um, I was fortunate to have consummate professionals like Isai Morales and Judy Reyes to join me in that, in that, in that effort. Yeah,
2: great. Oh, pass. Betty jo? Oh, uh, Danny! All uh, right, I'm so glad to hear hear from you. How how are things going in the chat? Everything is going good in the chat. We've had tons of calls, and I actually have this guest named Von Eric, and he is an actor, and he has some wonderful questions. Are we able to fit him on air? Yes, I think we are. Um, if if we can get him on air, uh, that's Eric.
1: Is Vaughn Harris.
2: Vaughn Eric. Oh, Harris,
1: hi. H-A-R-R-I-S. Thank How you for you
2: calling.
1: Well, um, I have two questions. They're very short. I have one for the director and one for Isa.
2: Go she ahead with the d- director first.
1: Okay. Um, for the director, I was wondering what inspired you to write this film and what made you have the heart to write such a wonderful script? Because this is a script that really took a chance, but you stood by it and you wrote it, and it's a wonderful piece. So what inspired you to write it, basically?
3: Thank you, Vaughn. I mean, um, as we we, we had spoken a little bit about this uh, on the program before you came on, uh, that it was inspired by my actual family. So I, I had a really personal connection to the material itself because I saw a family member of mine go through something very similar as Eye's character where his child was in transition and see that, that family um struggle. You know, I, I saw I saw a man that was broken and, and not knowing what to do because of uh, the the love of his child and 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 the inability to accept his child battling against one another. Um so I wanted to make a piece of art that uh didn't necessarily give them all the answers but but showed them the way towards love. And, and and when you put love and family first, everything else can be figured out later. You know what I mean? And um, as far as, you know, not being, you know, uh, putting it out there, uh, like Betty Jo said, sometimes it's, it's a hard film to watch. I'm, you know, I'm, I guess I, I, I want to see films, and, and I'm a filmmaker who tries not to scare too easy you know i I, I want to push the envelope I want to push the boundaries I want to open people's minds and open people's hearts hearts uh, to the truth and the reality of situations even if it's um not necessarily you know the easiest or bubblegum way to do it you know I want them to see the ins and outs of something so that they get uh, uh, um, so that they get the reality so they get the uh, a true depiction of of what a family like this actually goes
2: through quick good question and your um, question for Esai. Uh,
1: well first I want to start off with just to say this to you Isai, I believe that you're in the top 25 actors in the world right now first and foremost
2: Yay. So,
1: And I don't think that you get your just due. but I was wondering how did you feel when you got the phone call knowing that a director had tailor-made and tailor wrote a script just for you I want to admire all the hard work and dedication that you have put into your career. How did you feel when you first got that phone call? Well,
4: it was interesting because it, it wasn't really a phone call. It was Rashad himself at one of our events saying, "You know, I'm working on the script and uh, it's not quite ready yet, but uh, just want to know if it's okay if I if I send it to you." And I'm like, uh, "Okay." You know, I, you get a little nervous because oftentimes students aren't ready for you know prime time, and their efforts, as well meant, well meaning as they may be are hard to to keep taking chances on, you know, because I've taken a lot of chances. We don't want to talk about those because if you don't hear about them, they didn't work. But the You're point right. is I have to be careful. So I was, I was tentative. So it wasn't a phone call. It was when I finally got around to that script, it was, wow, page after page. I did not want to stop reading it. And that, to me, is a sign of a great story. Correct. You know, and to me the script was just like, It seemed so authentic. It spoke the language that people, you know, uh, the Bronx in the Bronx speak. You know, it it, it was very, very familiar. It was specific. Most importantly, it was specific. And I said to myself, "Wow, we've never seen this kind of a look into that kind of a world and/or family before. I've not seen it yet." So it it wasn't a phone call, Vaughn, but it it was um, a warm, flush feeling of. I could tear this up, and frankly, it was a sacrifice for me, because I right. had to leave my lady home, alone right. in our home, seven months pregnant, to go for five weeks in New York to shoot this, and that was right. not easy. That was not easy for no money, for no right. guarantee of success. We didn't even know if we'd get picked up for distribution.
1: Right, but when you but one thing I, I know about the craft of acting. It's not always about the money. It's not about all these fancy special effects. When you have a good script, dedicated actors, and people who put their heart and soul into a production, you will have the type of quality of work that you guys just have produced. And I will be at your premiere August the 5th in New York.
4: Thank
3: you so much, Mark. God God bless you. you. Bring
1: bring the the whole
2: whole, uh, crew, bring the whole family. I
1: will. I will.
2: Well, thank you so much, Vaughn, for for calling in. We really appreciate it, and those were great uh, questions, and and we hope that you will will get to see the film. Um, And what was that date again?
3: August 5th. um, August 5th in New York and L.A. And in New York, it's going to be at the AMC 42nd Street Theater. AMC 42nd
4: Street. And what's really crucial to remind folks, especially folks who really want to support us, is that we can't wait for the second weekend. You can't wait for it to come out on TV. Right now, the only way you can ensure that authentic films from the community reach a bigger market is to line up and target that first weekend. Get everybody to go that first weekend, and we may have more to follow. But if we don't, and if we get complacent and figure we'll see it eventually, you may never see it.
2: That is so sad, isn't it? I mean, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And and you you see so much publicity on the, you know, what is the opening day? What is the opening uh, box office? And um, so I'm glad that you mentioned that. Because, yeah, it's opening uh, in New
4: York and, and L.A. and I think San Francisco shortly after that. So I'm speaking specifically to the, to the New York L.A. and for the folks in between, we, we, we will roll it out. We could maybe get up to 500 theaters, but that's only if it has a gangbusters weekend in the box office. You know, the, the per-screen average has to be high, so it will justify that. But I know that this movie, if this movie, I was, you know what, I was sad. I was sad that Oprah finished her show before we could get on her. before we could oh. get on there, because she would have loved this story, especially with the beautiful transgender model from Brazil yeah. that uh, she focused on uh, a while back. So, you know... This is a movie that would have been right up her alley and that in and of itself could have put us into another, you know, into the stratosphere as far as consciousness and awareness of the film. So now without her, uh, we have to go alternative routes, but the fact of the matter is everyone who sees this movie, everyone I've spoken to, I've never, I've not once gotten a ho-hum response. Not one.
2: Oh, you wouldn't? No, definitely you would not. Well, I uh, I can't believe how fast the time is going by, but um, I would be in big trouble with, with Jazz if I didn't ask both of you this question that we like to ask all our guests. And so I'll start with you, Rashad. What's the most important thing you want people to know about you?
3: What is the most important thing? Um, I'm not such a serious guy.
2: <laughs> okay. That's a good. That's a good answer. I'm gonna and now I'm gonna ask you. Sorry, what's the most important thing you want people to know about you?
4: Wow, that um, they haven't seen anything yet.
2: Ah, great answers. <laughs> That's a a great way to end and end the interview, which is appropriate uh, because our time is almost up. And thanks so much for being such hey, terrific so guests, yeah. Rashad and Esai. I think you guys and Judy have really made our listeners eager to see Gunhill Road. And I hope the, the ones that are listening from the cities that you mentioned show up on August fifth. Uh, and thank and you so much, all of us uh, at Movie Attic headquarters hope it's a big success for for all of you. And you have a standing invitation to come back whenever you have another project you'd like to talk about. Will you guys do that?
1: Would love Absolutely.
2: To. And if and if you'll
3: allow me uh to put in a uh, little plug about Gunhill and where they can follow it. Uh, is that okay?
2: Please do. Um,
3: We have a website, GunHillRoad.com. It'll basically take you to all of our our different uh, uh, ways that we're promoting the film. We have a Facebook page, Facebook.com backslash GunHillRoad. Uh, Please follow us and like that page. We also have a Twitter page, GunHillRoadFilm. Please follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Join our email list on our website. Check out the trailer. We post put it out there and let's make Dunhill road something that you won't be able to forget. Thank you so much.
2: Well, you're very welcome. We've just, it's just been such a pleasure to have you both here, but it's time to wrap things up now. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at blog talk radio and at WRSP nine three six for their support. Thanks again to Rashad and Isai for visiting with us today, as well as to Danny for helping with the show. And, uh, Also, we missed Jazz Shaw. We're sorry he wasn't here today. And also Nikki Starr, who's uh, recuperating. We're hoping that she will get well soon. Thanks to our chatters and other listeners. We're sorry we had the technical difficulties today um, as far as the chat was concerned and and the callers. But thank you to Vaughn for calling in with those wonderful questions. And we hope everyone enjoyed the show. I sure did. Please come back next time for a special Four Fun Years Anniversary show. We hope to relive some memorable Movie Addict Headquarters moments. Plus, there will be an awesome book giveaway. We hope you'll be here to help us celebrate. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So Kenny Rogers will take us out with one of our favorite musical numbers. Get ready, everyone. Here comes Footloose.